Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, welcome to Redmen TV and welcome to the final word. Liverpool beating Aston Villa by two goals to one. Uh, once again, backed by The Athletic. As a Redmen TV viewer, subscriber or listener, uh, you're entitled to a 50% of your yearly subscription and a free a 30-day free trial. Uh, it's about £2.50 a month. Uh, head over to theathletic.co.uk forward slash Redmen TV. Loads of great writers, David Ornstein, James Pierce, Cy Hughes, Rafa Hornstein, loads more. Um, good in-depth written stuff on there, isn't there, Ben? There is. Um, yeah, go and check it out. Um, <laughs> first of all, is everyone okay? Mate... <laughs> That was so good. And I, I, I felt <laughs> sick. I felt sick for a good few hours after that game. Oh. I had to travel back, obviously, and I was still shaking. I went for a pint after it, and I, I couldn't contain myself. I didn't know whether to stand up, sit down, get pints, get a gin. I don't know. I didn't know what to do. It was, it was honestly fantastic. I, I felt myself hours later, just, just checking, scoggling. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. That, that does happen, didn't it? Yeah. Um, as always, with Liverpool um, and the VAR, there's lots to get through. Um... First of all, the starting lineup. Ben, I'll come to you first. Adam Lallana, the big question of this, this weekend was, do you risk Fabinho? Do you, do you leave him out? Obviously, big city at the weekend, the yellow card. Um, were you happy with him starting? Were you all right with it? Um, I, I was okay with it. I mean, I, I wanted Fabinho to start because I, I feel like we, we. I mean, obviously, it doesn't matter now. It's not my opinion, but I thought we weren't, might have, we were just going to take things a game at a time, you know, and, and it was a game where, look, Fabinho wasn't injured. He's a professional. I feel like he could have got through that game without picking up a booking. Whether Villa would have tried to target him, whether that would have been part of their game plan, I don't, I don't really understand why they would have done that. But either way, Klopp made the decision to take him out um, and, and and play Lallana there. And to be honest, when I saw the midfield, I didn't know who was going to be playing six. It could have, yeah. been, it could have been any one of them. I thought like, I, my they seemed to rotate first, it quite a bit. Yeah, they? yeah. And I think I think um, yeah, that was probably part of the plan. And I think this is these are the type of situations why he's you know coaching the Lana to, to to play a bit of that role. That's why he did it against Arsenal. You know, the, there'll be games where we probably need him to plug that gap a couple of times this season, especially in the you know if we go further in the cup again. You know, you've got the FA Cup on the horizon after Christmas and all that. So. So, you know, initially, as, as I say, I saw the midfield and I, to be honest, it's just naturally assumed Henderson because I, I did. Um, but obviously it was it was mainly Lallana, a bit of all three. But, you know, in the end, it, I suppose it didn't really matter and we've got Fabinho for the weekend. So, you know. Yeah, it's, it's all about having a squad now, isn't it? And you know, ben mentions all the games that we've got coming up. It's about using the squad and using that rotation, training Lallana up for that position. What do you think? What do you make of his performance? I, I thought it was all right. I, I was quite surprised as well. Because obviously, when you put the team sheet out on, on Twitter, everyone goes, ah, oh, fucking hell, Lana. It was actually all right. I was like, oh, no, no one's kicking off here. He played it well. He played it exactly like Fabinho did positional 
wise, I mean, obviously he doesn't have the exact range of passing that Fabinho has that we've come to love in terms of the straight balls over the top and and just just the, the all-round pace of Fabinho's game is one such place, fantastic. But in terms of picking up the ball and, and getting into areas where you need to be to, to stop them breaking a lot of the time, I thought he was brilliant. The way that he just found himself on the edge, picked it up, spread the play again and we started again and that's a massive feature of our game. And, and in terms of, like, even with the throw-ins and stuff, you knew exactly where to be. That's what you need. You just need someone who can be solid in that position, know what the role is in in that, and, and know where they need to be in terms of how they're going to help the centre halves and, and and pushing on throughout the midfield. I I think it's interesting because obviously that means that Henderson and Genie just do that role too well. If mm-hmm. that if that makes sense in terms of you need two people who are who are solid. No, I don't think they were fantastic when for the for a large part of the game. Obviously, they step it up later on, but. It, it, it tells you a lot about what Klopp thinks about them in them positions as well. He doesn't want anyone else in there to start the game. Yeah, do you think that affected the fluidity of the midfield? Because I, I thought they were pretty passive in the first half. You know, we, we all expect you know, Hendo and Genie to do the pressing and you know and the work rate to be good. But I, I kind of thought we would, they were kind of exposed at times. Whether that's a confusion about having Fabinho there does such a good job yeah. and expecting Milan to fill that in, but they still were pretty passive in the first half. Possibly. I, I think it's it's difficult because obviously we know Fabinho is one of the world's best, if not the world's best in his position. And obviously going into the game, my only doubt about Lallana is obviously when he has played in the six, you look at the Arsenal game, we've leaked a lot of goals and he doesn't, in terms of positioning, obviously he's not a natural six, so he doesn't tend to hold his position well. But I think against Villa he did. Obviously Villa had a lot more chances than we usually used to with Fabinho in that position. But as I say, it's very difficult to replace to replace him with, with one man because he, he is one of the best in the world for what he does. And I think for that reason, looking at the midfield three in terms of fluidity, I think Klopp obviously had that in mind where actually if, if we're not playing Fabinho, we need three players who can play in that position. So if it doesn't, doesn't work, we're able to rotate it. And I think quite quite probably that, that did affect the, the fluidity of the midfield going forwards. Um, but I think defensively, it was probably the best thing to do from Klopp. Yeah, and the other people that started, which were kind of had question marks over Ben, obviously Salah um, was the big one. Obviously, found out that he hadn't been training. It turns out he'd had the fluid being drained from his ankle in the week. I thought he was really poor, but I'd completely forgotten that that was a thing. Mm. Um, yeah. you know, is, is it worth pushing and risking him again? We've got, got Genk tomorrow, we've got I, City at the I weekend. I, I struggled to to see you know he, he's not getting in the game at all and he's, he's clearly struggling a bit and I think I think that's that's fair enough you know with, with his ankle injury and what have you but you know again he, he just didn't okay he didn't score but I, I kind of forgot he was playing at times obviously he has the he has the opportunity in the first half where Van Dijk plays over the top and you know and he gets a half decent effort away but other than that like to be to be dragged off at half an hour to go was Mo Salah you know it's a, and again, it's managing the injury. I know it's probably not all completely performance related, but I'm, I'm, yeah, I would definitely rest him tomorrow night, um, and I'm sure we'll discuss that when we do the the match build up show and and whoever does the start in eleven, you know, we'll, we'll, that'll be a question that's thrown up. But with City at the weekend, you, you need him, you need him to have some kind of half decent game against yeah. them, um, and and I think tomorrow night it's a game that we should be winning. We're at home, we're in a comfortable position in the group. I, I would rotate him. I think, I think he's struggling a bit. It, it's a big call to make, isn't it? Because I think when we played Genk away, he wasn't like firing all cylinders. But I remember obviously Alan Kennedy did the post-match stuff and mm. he's like, you don't take someone off who's, who gets your goals. Mm. And I remember thinking like, 
you know, he's been party take him off, or is he just going to pop up? Because we need we needed that goal. But like, we'll come to the substitutions. Obviously, obviously later on, but he, like Ben says, he gets taken off for half an hour to go. It's a bold call, that. It is a bold call, but it worked. You saw it worked. Shifting Manny over to that right hand side was fantastic, mm. and we 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 tasked Trent a lot of the time with beating that uh, fullback by himself. And Salah was in the box, and we were expecting a cross into the box from, from Trent all the time. And Salah wasn't really helping out with that, with the doubling up. As soon as he comes on, uh, comes off, sorry, Mane switches over to that right hand side. We start doubling up, and we start getting space on that side, and that's how Mane gets the space to put the cross in for 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 Robbo. And that, and we just seemed a lot more fluid on that side. And instead of going Trent. Do everything. I, I obviously I saw a lot of it. Trent was right next to me, second half. You could see he had to stand up as man, and we it just didn't work. And then once we got that extra man, like I speak about, we we were able to spread the ball out. Everything was starting to come down that right hand side, and it just looked loads better. I think look, Salah's fantastic. He will come good again. It must be so hard to 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 know that you're not at your your full capacity as well with your ankle. It's it, it I think must be tough for once them. Once you get the mindset of the game as well, as everyone else is the same. Yeah. I completely forgot that he was, you know, he hadn't had that training and stuff like that. Yeah. So like, you get more frustrated with him, going like, yeah. what, "What are you doing?" So I, I think as well the the reasoning behind it is obviously Salah has that to deal with, but it's like you say, referring to the Alan Kennedy thing, you don't take off an, a natural goal scorer, probably our our most natural goal scorer. But then actually, if you look at the minute, we have so many players that we can turn to. For like if if we're struggling the last minute, people just pop up. Yeah. You look Lallana against United. You've got uh, Robertson against Villa. You've got players coming from anywhere just popping up and and scoring goals. And maybe a few months ago it would be like, oh, we need Salah on the pitch because we need a goal. But now we can turn to anyone. The whole squad is capable of coming off the bench and and scoring a goal. Even players on the pitch. You obviously had Henderson against Tottenham as well. And I just think at the minute we're in a position where. The morale is so high in the in, in the squad that we don't need to rely on Salah for goals all the time to to keep him on the pitch because mm. absolutely anyone in the team can score for us. At the yeah, I was just going to say it's not necessarily Salah at the moment yeah. that I revert to when I think we need a goal anyway. I think mm. it's, it's probably Mane, and and obviously Mane gets the winner. But when I think about when I instinctively think, okay, who's going to save us here? If you want, it's not not necessarily Salah at the moment and I don't know you know that's the, that that's that's just agreeing with what you're saying in the sense of there are so many players who can do it you know obviously Origi gets the equaliser a couple of goals in in, in the week against mm. Arsenal but like at the at the moment like in 17-18 it was Salah was scoring every week and Salah's going to win us the game and all this right now it's 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 not and that's totally okay because you know when he isn't playing well that means that all the players are covering for him but he does occupy Two defenders every time. Yeah, yeah, he's he dangerous. Does, yeah. You can't you can't take your eye off him. You give him an opportunity in the box, he will more often than not tuck it away. People just aren't giving him an opportunity, and it, it's opening space for Mane, like we're speaking about. It's open up space for people on the edge of the box. Oxley Chamberlain comes on and starts shooting for the first time, and, and and players like that where we have danger in other areas. You're exactly right. I think Salah got frustrated in the end of the day because he just resorted into absolutely just twatting one. He absolutely miscued it and yeah. messed up. Uh, the final person that obviously started that game, which I had a question mark over. Ben um, was Dejan Lovren. I think mm. you know before, and you know people still have a Dejan Lovren agenda, which I will get to in a minute, Tom. Yeah. Um, I'm just <laughs> thinking, did, 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 did don't, just to I know they don't want any, don't want him anywhere near the side. And obviously, Joe Gomez played um, obviously against Arsenal last week, and like, he's coming back up to speed and stuff. Are you where his third or fourth choice is, is, is a bit irrelevant? But when, when you see his name on the team sheet, what's your first reaction? Um, uh, well, my first reaction at the weekend was, well, I'm not, I'm not actually surprised by that. I expect him yeah. to play, um, but then it's. I don't know because I don't. I like Joe Gomez, but I'm not. Clearly, I'm not seeing 
what Klopp sees every single day. I think, I think, I think Gomez, you know, he struggled in the Salzburg game. He played, came on against Genk and and struggled a little bit. Um, so you know, I don't, I don't think. I think I think the the conclusion is that that position is clearly up for grabs when when Matip isn't there and at the moment Lovren is winning that battle and we have to go with the manager in that sense because I don't, I don't it isn't it shouldn't necessarily be a god given right mm-hmm. that Joe Gomez gets that spot when Matip isn't there or Matip gets that even gets that spot when he's fit again you know it's if, healthy if, competition if, isn't yeah it? if 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 Gomez or Lovren do step up and they can put a consistent run of performances in like we saw with Matip last season when we all expected Joe Gomez to just walk back into the side then. Then that's you know that then they deserve that that role. And I think I think that's that's clearly the one position in the whole of the team, the starting eleven right now that is a little bit uncertain. You know, when you think about the midfield, you pretty know what much more what the midfield's going to be more often than not. The front three sorted. The the other the other back five, the other the other four in the back five are, are settled. It's just that other centre back role when when Matip isn't around. Um, but yeah, when I, when I roll when I see Lovren there, I don't necessarily roll my eyes. I just think well. That's that's the op- they're the options we've got then. So comes back to squad depth, yeah, doesn't it? Tom, yeah. you went to the game. Well, we had a discussion in the office upstairs before. You weren't totally convinced. I thought it was, was terrible. I thought it was genuinely awful. And 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 then I had this. I had to speak with. I had to talk with you, and he was like, "No, it was really good." And then I looked at the stats, and I got it completely wrong. But it, it's weird because I, maybe it's tainted. There was a there was a it was a time. I think it was second half but he plays a straight ball over the top to no one. And we're all in the ground, frustrated. We're getting sang at by Villa fans. And we're, and we're thinking, come on, like we, we, that's a wasted opportunity. The players are shouting at him, just going, pass us the ball. Henderson's there, Van Simple Dijk's things, there. Simple, yeah. just, just do it. Just just keep it going, keep the ball. Everyone was fuming with him, so maybe that tainted my opinion of him. But I thought Wesley dominated him. Every time the ball went to him, I thought Wesley dominated him. And it turns out I got it wrong. But it, it always seemed like he didn't win. The, the header, I don't he, know. He's often mad. targeted, isn't he? Because I think, I think by did, target many years. Yeah, by, by big boats. So, like, I think it happened. Um, it was Man United a couple of years ago at Old Trafford. But it was, and they, was he they not? played long balls to Lukaku and Rashford scored twice. Yeah. And they both came from long balls, flicked on, goal. And it, every but time. Kane did it, it again when we played yeah, Spurs. Yeah. Yeah. And we had Fabinho to drop deep. So, exactly. we recognised the threat and just dropped Fabinho on. And Fabinho was winning those headers. The problem is, Wesley's a unit. He's massive mm. and, he, and, he, and he's, he, he's strong, he's fast. He's everything you want in a centre forward for for our Villa play, and he, he, Gomez wouldn't have done any better than Lovren. Yeah. But then well, Lovren had a good game. Fact, that's what I mean. Yeah. That's the mad thing to me. I can't wrap my head around the fact that he actually did have a good game when I was. I honestly thought Wesley completely ruined them. To yeah. be honest with you, but I mean, I'm really interested to know people's thoughts in 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 the comments and stuff because. Surely I'm not the only one who thought Wesley dominated them. Surely yeah. I'm not. I, well, I'm not. I'm not saying Dejan Lovren was the best player on the pitch. But of course, yeah, yeah. But I think when you have when you have preconceptions of him, and you don't want him near the pitch and stuff like that. Again, like Ben says, when it comes to squad, he's depth. a good player. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but he's like he's not going to be Matip. He's not going to be Joe Gomez because you know he's been in Liverpool for years. You know we we yeah. developed our squad on from then. Uh, Jack, we're going to get onto the goals. Um, their goal, they'd already come close earlier on within like the first thirty seconds and stuff like that. For me, the first, the two free kicks. We're a bit not soft in the sense of the addition to be free kicks, but just a bit stupid tackles from Manny to, to get the ball away in the first place. I don't I don't think we were lined up properly. Um I've I've watched it a few times and you can see right up to, to when Villa are taking the free kick, Van Dyke shouting at Firmino to get in position. And I think Henderson behind him, he's Van Dyke's not noticed, but Henderson behind him is just asleep. He's got he's in the middle of two Villa men and he's just fast asleep. And uh, Trezeguet runs from the deep he's the deepest Villa man in that line, runs deep, just 
completely through Henderson and Henderson misses him. But it's like you say, it's a daft foul to give away in the first place. I think it was two in quick succession. Yeah, wasn't it? yeah. I think I think it was very naive of us in terms of positioning. I think we're still we're quite asleep. Um, as I say, Firmino being bollocked by by Van Dijk to get into position, and he doesn't see Henderson's not not in the right position either. But it, it was just one of them where I think it was just poor defending and and. What do we make of, the, of this high line? Because I think we, we do it every game. Yeah. And VAR has not come to our rescue. VAR has it's spot on. Done, oh, yeah. done its job in that sense. It works every well, I'm surprised time. more people haven't made more of that. Like, I was just going to say, we West Ham did it last season, yeah, didn't they? And they scored, and, yeah. and they, they, they scored from one and had another big opportunity from another. I'm, I'm surprised more teams don't do this. And whether it, it's clearly a very, very difficult thing to properly judge that run to the yeah. most effective thing. And I think that you know that's it's probably underrated by us. Well, just run from deep and it'll be fine. Um, <laughs> it's never that simple, yeah, is it? Yeah, it's never that simple, no. Um, but I think uh, there was an interesting there was an interesting tweet from somebody after the Genk game away where they were saying Liverpool look more yeah. defensively fragile because they play the offside trap and play it well. So because because it looks as yeah. if teams get in every single time, yeah. but they're offside. Liverpool no, Liverpool are defending very well. They're just they're just yeah, defending yeah. a very incredibly good ha- offside trap. Okay, it's going to catch you once every now and then. But if you if you catch ninety eight out of a hundred offside and and Allison still has a chance to save yeah, it, at the end of the day. then you're not going to. That's not a bad ratio, yeah. is it? That's the thing. I think at times we it's easy to look at the TV or look when when you're in the ground and think, oh. That shit, that defensively, but then when when you actually see the flag goes up every time because actually we're playing that line so well that mm. it, it's such a hard thing to do to to play the, the high line. It's like you say, so so for us, it's like oh maybe teams can make make the most of that more, but actually You've it's got to... so difficult to do it in the first place because yeah. we move at the right at the exact right time yeah, as well. Because obviously, if you run from deep, you've got a time. It's the point where you are literally running past the defenders. Mm exactly at the moment the ball is played because as soon as the ball is played the defenders will begin to move in so if you've missed time that if you've gone too early if you've got obviously you've gone too early you're going to be offside but if you've gone too late then mm. you're not going to win the header because they're they're going to be back there with you so it's such a difficult the, thing the, to judge. the problem for me is they did that routine a few times where they overload the back stick and we just didn't we didn't change for but it but it's back to discipline isn't it you've got to believe yourself it must be so hard for the Liverpool players not to second guess themselves and go oh I'll just make sure I drop in deep here but yeah. you, you can't afford to do that because you're going to give them a double no of course but I, I think I think we should be defending that better people should be talking and going get an extra man on the back stick why is the two men free behind Henderson why is that a thing that yeah. it shouldn't be happening why is there an overload and I, I remember it happening at least twice that that one was one of them, and then they had another one. And I was thinking, you've already seen this happen, lads. We've conceded from it, sort sort it out. But I mean, at the end, of the, it, it didn't matter. We we did we did sort it out, I guess. But uh, you want to be a bit more proactive on the pitch, which we have been all season long, to be fair. But you know. speaking of proactive, Tom, um, we did have the ball in the back of the net. Um, this is what we've all been waiting for to get to talk to. Boris Firmino scored a legitimate goal. Sadio Mane's ball is fantastic, yeah. by the way. It's, it's a great goal. It's yeah. a great goal. Absolutely um, brilliant. I've had that Ben first. I know we discuss VAR uh, pretty much every week on the Iran League podcast. Yeah, um, it's not just it's not just a goal. I've said this upstairs before. It's all the fallout afterwards of not just Liverpool decisions, but decisions of other teams and stuff like that. Of every pundit, everyone analyzes the games. People getting these decisions wrong. The only people that are getting them wrong are the people that are in charge. And there's been loads of fallout of people saying get rid of VAR. I actually think we just need to just get rid of the people that are running it because they're clearly not good enough to do the it job. Should, it needs to be an entirely separate team of people 
running the VAR to the referees. You you can't you, you it, it well, can't like independent. Be. Yeah, it needs to be so not Premier League referees, but people who are trained to the same standard who don't have to referee referee games. For me, it needs to be an entirely separate group of people because we've had the discussion already on the Rival League show, and we're going to do it again this week. Unfortunately, I'm sick of talking about it, but. They they all they all know each other and they're all mates and they're all you know they're all, they're all in the know and they've probably all got the little WhatsApp groups and they're laughing. And, oh, you know what do, I mean? think, do you think there's a hierarchy thing in there as well? Because um, much of they actually were really good last night and they they, they kind of picked out uh, Auntie Taylor, Martin Atkinson, and it might have been might have been John Moss of yeah. like did all the things that they've done wrong just this weekend. Yeah, and it's about four or five things. They were saying because Martin Atkinson was on our VAR and then. And wasn't anti Taylor on the Everton VAR yesterday, mm-hmm. and it was kind of swapped round and all this. So, so potentially there's something like that. But for me, that's what so that's what I mean. So to get rid of all of that, to get rid of the if there's egos involved or whatever. Look, I, I don't I don't know the referees personally. Nobody does. I'm sure they're all <laughs> relatively all right guys. If no, you, no. Well, I'm, I'm I'm just saying. They're but, not. <laughs> <laughs> but John, John Moss definitely isn't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're not. Yeah. They're, I, I think fuck off, John Moss. Fuck off, Martin Atkinson. Fuck off, Anthony Taylor. I guess what you what you say the element of that of getting yeah. some independent people yeah. in train people up to do VAR now for oh. in a few months time to get them in because the amount of mistakes that they're making Klopp said at the end of the game it's not funny because you're costing people no. points and their jobs at the end no. of the day how, how lucky are we that that didn't cost us yeah, but, 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 but the, the people don't lose their jobs yeah. are the referees that are running the thing the problem, making mistakes? If, you, if you made five mistakes in your job yeah, I don't like, know, yeah. over a weekend, that cost yeah. a lot of money. Like that co- yeah, cost a lot of money yeah. for people. Well, hold on a minute, Ben. Like you're on discipline, you're on whatever now. Yeah. So they don't answer to anyone. No. And well, the the problem is the accountability because I don't know. I know Martin Atkinson was the head of it. Who are the other people in there? I want to know names. Give me the names yeah. of these people. No, but genuinely, show me the names. I want to know who's running all of this. There's got to be accountability there. I want to know who's doing exactly what thing in there because I don't know. And you need to know this for every game because you've got to. I know referees don't have the accountability, but they should. They should be. Uh, that's why the mics should be fantastic I'm because then you know exactly what would get said. Did anybody watch you know the World going Cup on. of the weekend? Did we? Did we all? Did we I didn't jump on that bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> but do, do we, do, do the not way that they're using TMO with the with the communication here exactly everything was going on. I'm not jumping on a bandwagon at all. I'm talking about how something <laughs> is utilised. <laughs> something is utilised really, really well. Um, did you follow English rugby? Not at all, no. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was like, well, did you start the quarterfinals, semi-finals, or I woke up, I woke up, and um, and I saw that there was a big event going on on Twitter, and I thought I want to be involved in that. Yeah. So, um, so you don't so, jump on bandwagons, but you well, watch the final. I, well, I downloaded the ITV hub specially, so um, just for the final. Yeah, just. Okay, so not bandwagon jumping no. at all. Then. Well, okay. no, because uh, no, my my thought was specifically. Oh, I wonder how they tackle VAR in this. Uh, yeah. In this <laughs> yeah. So um, research for research. It was, it was research for around the league, um, but for me. Why aren't they using the screens? Like you know that one there. You know, and the thing is, there's there's so there's the technology at play that there's already As in, been go into the screens. Go into the screens. Okay, the, yeah. You know, um, who was the referee in our game? John Moss. John Moss. Okay, yeah. So why isn't John Moss looking at that? For me, was it John Moss? I can't remember. It wasn't. It was John Moss. I don't. I don't, yeah. I don't think it necessarily matters. I distinctly remember someone calling John Moss a fat prick in the crowd. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, it was. But yeah. The technology that they're using, they've already admitted essentially that, that the, the frame rates, <laughs> the frame rates are behind. So the, 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 what they're seeing isn't necessarily accurate anyway. The actual picture that we've all seen now, where he's drawing the lines, is not parallel with with where where Firmino is. The the the, the vision's skewed. He can't great, see Firmino. Firmino looks ahead anyway, and then he's drawing lines that you know. Chris Chris Kamara rightly says they're not completely straight. They're thick. They're thick lines to make it look, and it's like it just looks a bit like think, it, you're like arts and crafts it's amateur. school. It's you know amateur. what I mean? My first VAR. Yeah, so yeah it's, it does look like that, and you're like, well, 
what's the point? And for me, I, I tweeted at the time, I'm convinced that if the linesman hadn't flagged, it was that tight, would have been a goal. the goal would have been given mm -hmm. because they'd have just gone with the on-field decision because it is that close. And, and, and that then puts, the, that then undermines the concept of, well, the, VA, the, the, the offside should be binary, it is or it isn't. Well, that's what annoyed yeah. me. There so, was the handball <laughs> later on. They're the thing VA has Didn't been get getting mentioned. right. That it's been get getting, mentioned. they've been getting them spot on. The offsides have been getting spot on. Even the, the Sterling one with the armpit, I think they got spot on. They got the armpit one wrong with Firmino uh, on the weekend. The handball one, if Mane's isn't a goal the other week against Leicester, I think Man it was. Where, it was that Man United stuff, yeah, where it comes off his arm? Yeah. Sorry, if that's not a goal, which I think's right. I think yeah, it's a handball yeah. leading to a goal. Fair enough. But if that's not a handball in the box, yes, he's close, but he comes out in an unnatural position oh, like that. I, I think the, 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 um, this isn't just Liverpool, by the way. This is VR in yeah, general. Yeah. This weekend has just been terrible. Sums it all up when Andy fucking Gray is going. I know, yeah. That, that's a legitimate mm, goal. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to assume that all referees are wankers, Ben. Um, as you mentioned there, but Jack, you do a bit of refereeing, don't you? Yeah, I do. Um, right, so they came out and explained. <laughs> Exhibit A. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, they came out and explained the fact that um, it was handball by. Uh, sorry, yeah. we went to the armpit because you, obviously you can score with that. But Steve, I made a great point. Like if you if you score with your armpit, it's fucking handball, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. And you, I mean, the thing is, to to score with your armpit. Your arm has to be in an unnatural position of that. having it up there. <laughs> so therefore, yeah. if you were to do that, uh, refs are more likely to go, "No, that's not a goal because mm -hmm. your arm's in the air, so it must have come off your arm." I think for me, I was I wanted VAR in the Premier League. I thought it would be good. I thought it would cut out a lot of things. I thought this. I think the screens off the pitch are a fantastic idea, but there was always this part in my head where referees aren't going to overrule referees. They're all professionals, and if you have, if you have someone like Anthony Taylor or Michael Oliver who are meant to be the the best referees in the Premier League, you're not going to get the likes of Kavanagh, Tierney, overruling them in the VAR box. You're just not going to get it. And jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The thing they keep bringing you to is this clear and obvious thing. Now for me, that off as well. Well, well, for me, there's one thing that's clear and obvious and it's clear and obviously shite. The whole system <laughs> is clear and obviously shite and yeah. there is nothing else But I don't think the system is shite. I think the people that are, that are in charge of it, they're, they're, they're shit. I think it's a bit of both. I think they're not using the system correctly and I think 
in other leagues, it's working. It's just mm. this league, it's not. I think. Yeah, I don't, why, I don't understand. Yeah. I, I don't get it. I think. I, know, I think in other it leagues, is. you go to the TV screen. Yeah. I don't and understand the why they can't just sort it out. It, like we're eleven weeks in. I don't understand why they can't just go. Well, this clearly isn't working. Why aren't they having a meeting right now? Exactly. And sitting down, going, "This isn't working." Okay. Well, for next weekend, we're just going to do this, this, and this. And then I don't understand why can't there be communication? Why can't we hear it's, what's going on? Why can't they use the screens? What, like, it's because what, what stopping them at this point? We need a statement. In the Everton game yesterday, they weren't using the screens on the no. telly to tell people what was going no. on. No, no, yeah. Which is and even worse. The, the thing is as well, they've got they've got this problem where they don't like saying we're wrong and you need to do that in life. And I think they've come into the season, understandably, no one's known how VAR is going to go. A lot of people have gone, oh, let's stick Milivojevic in our fantasy team because we're going to get loads more penalties in the Premier League. But actually, I think they've gone, no, we're going to avoid this, we're going to avoid that. But they've actually ended up fucking it all about. And actually now they need to come in and go, look, we were wrong at the start of the season, so maybe we are going to be, be a bit inconsistent now. But from now on for the rest of the season, this is how we're going to do. Because they've started the season with VAR being shit. And it has been shit and everyone's noticing that. And everyone's gone, actually, you're not overruling people when it comes to penalties. So then last week they overruled every penalty decision mm. that was 50-50. And I think they're listening too much to other people rather than actually getting it 100% right. And that's what they need to do. They need to sort it all out because at the minute, it's a disgrace and it's making a, making a mockery of the best league in the world. Yeah. Tom, you're just, I'm just <laughs> enjoying the conversation. Funny. But you were there at the game and stuff. And obviously, again, that's, that's another issue that we're having with, with it. I know obviously we won't go in depth on it now, but you don't know what's going on when, you're, when you're on the stadium. It's funny. I, I was chatting to the lad next to me and it was flagged for offside. And then we had to, because we just waited for, for their goal to be to be... Given so they basically had to wait a minute and a half. Were they pissed off as well? Were they they were pissed off at it because they had to wait a minute and a half, and everyone knew it was onside. We all knew it was onside, and it gave them another opportunity to celebrate, which pissed me off even more mm. so than anything else. And then obviously it got flagged for offside, and we were just like, just all right, we're fine with that. It got flagged at the time. We were just like, just get on with the game. I don't care. It would have been nice if it was given. We could have celebrated, but again, it gave them another opportunity to celebrate. They got to celebrate like four times in the space of however many minutes for one goal and us getting it disallowed. It, it did get, it. to be fair to, to the system with it, before the game, it was weird. They put a video on and detailed every single instance where VAR is going to get used. They had it on a big screen and, and told the four instances when it's getting used. I don't know if it went in Paul's vlog, but it, but it, but it was there, and I was like, oh, that's that's mad. And then they, they they communicated it well to us. To be fair, you knew what was going on, you knew what was getting checked, you knew everything that was going on. Yes, it took a bit of time, but it it, it was fine. I I don't mind VAR. I mean, we we went to the Arsenal game and. A lot of people are saying, oh, I enjoyed it so much better because when the ball went into the goal, it was a goal. And I was like, well, no. And everyone's saying, oh, everything uh, evens out at the end of the day because we scored, we got a penalty that wasn't a pen or blah, blah, blah. But no, their goal was offside. Their first goal, Arsenal's. Ours was maybe a dive, but it was contact. Who knows? It probably wasn't going to get given. That's evening it out fairly. I don't want evening it out unfairly. Because that's bollocks. Tom, if a goal, if it's a... offside, it's offside. VAR works in them situations. It's just sad. My argument is now undermined because VAR didn't fucking work for you know, <laughs> and it didn't work in the handball. Why is but, that not but, but working? VAR worked in the sense of the systems that put in place to show what's going on. It's the people that again that are in charge of it. Yeah. That, that's not that's the thing that's not working. Do you not think that was a brilliant PR stunt as well by not putting VAR in the Carabao Cup? So when when actually things go wrong, you can say, oh, that's because it got no fucking VAR. 
because actually, well, I think there's different rules as well for the Champions League VAR as well. It's ridiculous. So, yeah. uh, the Champions League VAR is working a whole lot better. Oh, I was yeah, complaining yeah, about that. Exactly, yeah. and pe- people people aren't communicating. It's like you said, they're not communicating with us, mm. and they're not communicating with each other because VAR should be something that is used the same across the whole of Europe. Because then, when when we're playing in games in the Champions League and we're seeing something given, like the Napoli penalty that they got against us, which is absolutely ridiculous and probably wouldn't be given in the Premier League, but it, it just shows if you communicate and talk about it, then we'd actually have a consistent VAR across the whole of Europe, and they get a bit more respect from fans, I suppose. Exactly. Because they're, exactly. They're not Martin X and John Moss and sick of talking about it, Ross. Because I'm sick of talking. Okay, well you'll love this next bit. Um, <laughs> Sadio Mane was booked for diving. Um, Went to VAR as well. He got kicked. He got kicked. Uh, it wasn't a foul, but I don't think it was a dive. Was it yeah. a foul outside the box? No, no, I don't think he, no. he got kicked. Soft. I, I think he got kicked, but he, he makes the most of it, which yeah. is, I think was why he gets booked. He was like, yeah, he, he, he jumps shot. like a. But again, coming back to VAR, Everton, Brighton got a penalty against Everton for yeah, something that's pretty, pretty similar, yeah. which was just a coming together. But Salah gets pulled back later on in the game and he no, doesn't go down. <laughs> but no, but that that, that yeah. matters. I think Manny. The reason Manny's going down is because he knows that if he doesn't go down, nothing's going to get given. Mm. He got kicked in the fucking ankle in the box. Yeah, all right, go down better, Sadio. Go down when a point of contact and without putting your legs. But it was an awkward one, wasn't it? Because he kind of like rolled on his leg, couldn't he? Yeah, and then but, he, get, but then he jumps back. It, like if, if Salah gets pulled back and doesn't go down, we're all screaming for it. But the ref doesn't give it because he doesn't go down. That's a, that's impeding his movement. It happened, David Luiz did it when we played Chelsea. And yeah, Salah didn't go down, but the ref went, yeah, that's a pullback, come on. I think for, for me, I mean, I've pissed a lot of Villa fans off this weekend and one of the reasons really? is because of this. Um, and for me, me and Liam have had this discussion a lot this weekend. It isn't a dive. There is contact, therefore it cannot be a dive. I looked more into the, the, the dive law because I, I was that sure and it's about conning a referee. And apparently, according to Liam, with Mane's how he's fallen to ground, which in my opinion was theatrical, <laughs> Liam says that that is conning the referee. Now for me, there are two forms of contact on Sadio Mane. You have the initial kick on the, on the heel, and then you have the push in the back. And I think Mane has felt both, both bits of contact and gone to ground. I think he has not dived whatsoever. And look, this is me being biased, probably. This is me being being biased. (laughs) I think he's gone down to get a penalty. I think he knows in his mind that VAR is shocking and that actually when there's contact and you go down, you probably will get a penalty. So I think he's done that. And I think Mane will probably come out himself and say, yeah, I I did go down very easily. But in terms of looking at dives... No, you saw Delefeu. So you saw Delefeu in the Watford game mm. get a penalty for exactly the same, just straight after the game. Mm. And it, it's it's that consistency thing again, where I am a referee, where I'm going. Actually, that's not a dive. When everyone else is telling me it's a dive, but actually, I am so at the minute where I'm going. Look at that. That's not a dive. So how is that a dive? And you can't. So should there be an instance like, with, with like that, and again like the Everton Brighton one, where it's not a penalty, it's not a dive, and just play on. It's, it's just a collision. Literally, I think I think they've ruined yeah. this whole dive thing because you look at Daniel James for United, where he is literally jumping all over the place and getting booked quite rightly. But then, don't get me wrong, Mane has thrown himself to the ground, but there is contact, and actually, we are told week in week out by the likes of Alan Shearer that when there's contact, you have you have a right to do that when it's Harry Kane doing it. But when as soon as Mane does it, apparently, apparently he's not allowed to do it. But 
you know, I remember when Kane did it, when they, Tottenham got two penalties against us a couple yeah. of years back. Um, and f for weeks, pundits were praising him, saying, oh, actually, he's felt the tiniest bit of contact and he's got every right to go down. No, he, even sort out if, if, if you've got contact and you can go down, then yeah, everyone can do it. But as soon as Marnie does it and the rest of the league go, Marnie does it all the time, you can't do that. No, it shouldn't be one rule for one and another for another. That is completely wrong, in my opinion. And this whole conspiracy against Liverpool players and diving is absolutely ridiculous. So not a penalty then. Yeah, I don't think it's a foul. Yeah, yeah. But I don't but think it's a penalty. No, yeah. I I, sorry, yeah, it's yeah. not a dive. So it's, it's not a yellow card. It's not a yellow card. It's no. play on. Okay. A yeah. big fat advantage. Yeah. But yeah. It would have been so much quicker if you just said that joke. Well, thank you very much. And I like. Got to make content, haven't we? Yeah. First half performance quickly was through this. Ben wasn't great. I think a growing sense of frustration. I think of. I think you can always count on Liverpool to create chances and I put a tweet out half time and said, oh, well, at least we're getting in the right places and I was like, oh, what game are you watching? I was like, we're creating chances. I, I'm, yeah, you I don't think we were that? awful. I, I won't no, lie. No. I, I, don't, I don't think we were as awful as, as no. Twitter were making out. I thought, no. you know, the... Oh, we never are. No, no, we, ne we never are. I thought, you know, there were, we had a, obviously we had a lot of the ball um, which can cloud things sometimes because we weren't doing loads with it. Um, the midfield was a little bit stagnant, but I, I mean, I, I don't know. You've not got too much on the. On, oh, you've got you've got him there. I thought Trent Alexander Arnold from minute one to minute ninety was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I thought sure. he was so good. In first half, second half, the amount of the balls he was putting into the box were unbelievable, and I thought I thought he was the real shining light. He put twenty crosses. Him. Yeah, he was he was he was absolutely he was absolutely fantastic. But yeah, I think obviously you you go in one nil down at half time. You um, you probably get a bit of a kick up the arse um, and there was a bit more in the second half and this is the thing right I, even when we got to like 10 minutes to go I, st I didn't still didn't see us losing the game you know and that, this is the thing I've got so much faith in us just doing our thing I, I, I don't know whether I, I don't know if I saw us winning the game you know when we got to five minutes to go um, but I, I didn't think we'd lose it I thought I, I definitely felt there was an equaliser coming yeah. and there's just that blind faith at the moment it's fantastic uh, and yeah. he, were you aware of the City score at this point as well? No well well, people were telling us that City were losing and then I think yeah it was to, it was just before Robbo had scored we, we started pressing Cater's just come on and we're like okay we're going for this properly now and we're actually using the right hand side in a fucking good way Trent was brilliant but we need, he needed more help and then someone went to our city winning 2-1 I think they scored in the 84th didn't they yeah. we were like fuck so but, are we still 1-0 down at that point? I think so. Yeah, so yeah. my, my stream, I know, obviously you will have had the same frustrations, I imagine, on Saturday, trying to find a stream and stuff. No, my perfect legitimate stream was about 30 seconds behind. <laughs> oh, I had a brilliant one. No, yeah. I struggled. So basically it was freezing so much, I was probably about 10 minutes behind. Oh, were you? So, so I put my, just put my phone away. And and but I had I had notifications on for City, mm. so we were definitely one 0 down in my world when yeah. City went two one yeah. up, and and then we we, we equalised and I was kind of like well you know at least we're coming around with a draw exactly. you know and, and we're going to next weekend there's a four point gap and all that and I'm trying to justify it to myself, and then the second one goes. <laughs> <laughs> the best the best part about it for me is uh, Robbo scores and it's a great goal, but there's no celebrating. There's, there's a yes, a palpable sense of relief. Back, Back in, Daniel let's James, go again. Daniel James would have still been celebrating at the corner flag when yeah. we scored our second yeah. goal, wouldn't he? Like, like Daniel the, James, the, are you? Nah, I hate <laughs> it. The fans were going mental and too right we were because we'd been getting stick all game. And it could have very easily, the players could have ran over and gone, yes, and, and save at that moment. But no, they know what we're going for here. We're not after a draw. We don't go after draws anymore. There's a reason we made the substitutions. The substitutions worked. It was brilliant from Klopp um, changing on the 60th minute. But but the, the fact that we just went, right, no, we're going for this. Robbo knew it. 
Robbo doesn't score. And he was like, I'm not celebrating. Doesn't matter. And and there's a reason why we sang his name so 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 loudly at the end of the game because he's the turning point there. He's the one who like, right, let's go. Everyone back in, go again because we had them on the ropes and it was it was. I love seeing Liverpool like that. Tails up, going at teams. As soon as we make the changes, I'm sure you'd speak about that, but as soon as we made the changes, we were picking the ball up, turning to face goal and shooting a goal, which is something we just didn't do for 60 minutes. We didn't shoot. Klopp was talking about it in his post-match presser. We just didn't. And then Oxley chamberlain all right, they all get blocked, but he has four shots in the time that he's on the pitch, and they're all from outside the box. And we're, and we're trying to make things happen. We're trying to drive in people, shifting into other gears that we, we know we have, and we just didn't do it. We're speaking to Paul after it. We shifted straight from second to fifth there. We just went bang, everyone go, push everyone up. Don't care. If we get caught on a break, tough luck, we're already losing, but you go for it. And and it's something that Liverpool are fantastic at doing now. And I absolutely love watching us do that. Just going, yeah, we're better than you and we know it. There's, there's a couple of things Tom's just covered there. And I think it's important, like half time, whenever Liverpool aren't playing great or you know they're struggling or whatever, I can always think, can always bank on Klopp saying something at half time to tactically yeah. change something. I don't think he gets enough credit for it, if I'm being perfectly honest. Just to, to G them up or to get them go again, and equally, I'll too, Tom mentioned the substitutions there. And you mentioned it upstairs. That it's actually quite early for Klopp to make substitutions yeah. within that game. I think he knew we needed a goal. It was one of them things where, it's like Ben said, I don't think we were awful, but I think we were awful for our stand at the minute. I think the bar is set so high at the minute that people are getting annoyed very easily. Uh, and, and for me, it was like at half time, I said, the way the game's going, I can tell there's going to be an early substitution here. And I think Klopp was praised as well because we, we know he doesn't really like to do substitutions early. We know he likes to leave it a bit later, looking towards the 70th minute sort of sort of stage. But I think for me against United, his early changes changed the game then. And I think it was the same against Aston Villa. I think the, the changes were, were very obviously that they were needed. Mm. But I think they were perfect and bringing Oxley chamberlain on I mean he just he is perfect like we, we've spoken loads about how our midfield doesn't like to shoot from distance a lot we like to sort of the goals we score tend to be from inside the box um, and I think when Oxley chamberlain comes on you know he's going to have a crack from distance you know he's going to get the ball there's that chance when he has not one not two but three three strikes of the ball and he's just there all the time he's 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 having a go and that's not what that's what our midfield lacks at times and listen the the three of them are br- brilliant players but obviously the the way Klopp likes them to set up they have different roles within our side and yeah. I think when Oxley Chamberlain comes on we release him and it's just like go on have a crack yeah. and and that gives us a different dimension and I, I think once he comes on it's fantastic and it's exactly what the game needs at the time and then obviously we bring in on Kaita as well which gives us a whole new flow and and it's just like I say at the minute there's so so many players in the side that can can score and can produce a moment of magic for us and it's just fantastic because there's not there wasn't a bit of doubt in my mind watching that game it's like Ben said you're watching it and you're going oh we're gonna we're gonna score before the end because we're having so much the ball we've got players that can produce a quality ball a a moment of magic we've got Ox who scores brilliant goals just I'm just I need to change my mindset because I was watch I watched that game and I watched other games that we played this season where like we're one nil behind or one one it's late late stages yeah (laughs) I think I keep I keep I just keep going this is it this is the one where we we drop points this is the one where we lose and I I, I console myself to it I'm like I shouldn't do it because the players don't fucking do it it, it, there was was that sense of it like I was speaking again to some of the lads around us and we were just like we've played badly because the amount of games we've played badly in and we've got away with got away with jammy goals or late goals and you're thinking is that is that bad football? 
You know what I mean? I know we're dominating games, but why are we not doing it? But then we do it at the end, and 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 it's that's the best way to win a game of football, but it's also the worst. I don't know. I'd celebrated it like sort of like this video. There's a video of me in it like on there just going absolutely mental. I was so exhausted mentally and physically after the first goal. Like I couldn't even sing after for the second. I was like just in in shock. I was just jumping around. That's the goals that you love to see. You love celebrating them. But also, I want us to go out there and use that dominance we've got and just win the game. Just do it. Like our XG, I think their XG was 0.74 and ours was 2.39. So pretty much 2-1, you know what I mean, I guess. But use them opportunities better. We had some in the first half. Mane could have scored. We had stuff where it was nearly there and it didn't work. But... We need to start turning it around. Yes, we're winning these games fantastically and we'll look back on them and be like, what a day, what a game, what a way. The mentality is fantastic. But at the end of the day... We haven't clicked. No, we need to be better. We have to be better. We will be better. No doubt about that in my mind. No doubt at all. We'll go out against City, go out against Genk and we'll win the game. We will. But sometimes you've just got to take the game by the scruff of the neck earlier than the fucking 87th minute. For, for me, Mane, sorry, Ross, Mane summed it up perfectly at the end because he said... I don't think we thought we could do it, but we didn't give up. And mm. that's what all Liverpool fans f think at the minute because we're, we've got into a situation where, actually, it's like I say, where we may not think like, we may think, oh, this is the game or we're playing pretty poor today, we don't deserve anything from this. But actually, we have them players that, that, that can can score and there, there always can be a moment of magic. We've got Divock Origi who can, can come off the bench and score a 94th minute winner yeah. all the time. And Mane, just everyone, I can name every player right now. They're just brilliant. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'll say was mentioned there, Ben. I think he had an immediate effect. And I know hindsight's a wonderful thing, but would you be someone like you would have started in that game? Uh, potentially. I mean, I, the thing is, I've not seen... I mean, he, obviously he scores the goal against Arsenal in the week, doesn't he? But I've not seen enough of him starting games to really be convinced that... I think he's, like, he he's better as an impact player, you know, and better, I think better coming on and, and being that little bit of extra energy in the middle it's of the field. tough for him when he's had such a long injury. Yeah, start, and, that, and that is the thing. I, I, I think he'll get there and... There's probably there's definitely a case for him to start the weekend. I think you know, you know, we're going into a game against Man City that's going to be high tempo. It's going to suit him, um, but you know, is he is he ready to be thrown into a game of that level and that importance? All these questions are going to be asked this week. But yeah, I think I think at the moment I'm I'm, I'm comfortable with him being the guy who comes on and, and injects a bit of energy when we need it. You know, same with Cater. I mean, well, I think the one, one if not both, will start tomorrow night against Genk and we'll see how they do then. Cater I wasn't impressed by against Arsenal because of the way, you know, that was the type of game really where I expected him to, to dominate the midfield. Because he's not injured though. What, sorry? Because well, he's not injured. Yeah, no, no, yeah. That, that, and, and, that, and that's right. Um, you know, yeah, great to see he's not injured. But again, I expected more from him in the week. But yeah, Chamberlain, I think, I think you know the way he comes on. He has that. He has that moment, doesn't he? Where he, I think he hits three shots in a row, and and Mings gets in the way of a couple. And you just see he's willing to try something different. He wants to get that ball in the back of the net. You know, it's something that we don't get from the rest of the midfield. And again, what we've discussed this to death. That's not what the standard midfield is instructed to do. That they, they've all got the specific jobs, and they do the jobs very well. But Chamberlain comes on, and he, he clearly his instructions are shuffle a pack. You know, make them think different. You know, have a have a different outlook on this game. Try and, try and be a bit more positive and energetic, and and we've got suddenly we've got an extra dimension then to the midfield, and and I think um, I think yeah I think that's that right now 
that's what I think he's that's what I think his role is in this side and eventually he will come to a point where the performances are consistent enough for him to start games and have that kind of impact on a whole game rather than just half an hour I don't think we're at that stage with him yet we'll be at Man City maybe um, Tom I know you said you don't like talking about it but obviously whilst Ron Chamberlain um, Ben and Jacob both mentioned that there was three shots he had a quick possession he also had an opportunity to score which was blocked by a hand yeah I mean Look, I, I don't think it, it's hard. I, I don't want to talk about it if I'm on the shots. Because it'd be, no, but, I know, but at the end of the day, I know, but at the end of the day, we win the game and it's, and it's fine. I'd talk about it more if we wouldn't have got the results. And but pretend like, that we haven't I'd for feel a second aggrieved. Then. Um, it's tough. It's a handball in the box. It blocks a shot at goal. It's very close to him. I can see why it's not given. I can see what I want it to be given because I'm biased. I, I, if it was me as the defender, or if it was Virgil van Dijk as the defender, you know what I mean? I'd be like, all right, that, that'd be really harsh, but he blocks a shot on goal. So again, coming back to VAR, you mentioned it upstairs in the, in the office, Man United's was it PSG. Yeah, well, uh, it he makes himself bigger. Makes himself bigger, that, blocks the goal. Why, why is that not? I, I think consistency is the, the problem with, with this again. Yeah. You know, Jack, by the letter of the law, you'll be able to tell us. But they need to have a distance then. If, if it's too close, what is too close? Make it binary. But Just keep but, making but, but, it but binary. Then but then you can have the implication of it has to be if it's more than 10 miles an hour because then you've got... <laughs> yeah, no, give me that rule. Give me that, Ross. Give me the numbers so I know. The thing is, you know real, what I mean? realistically, they say too close because before VAR, obviously it's the eyesight of a ref, so a ref isn't going to be able to go, well, that was exactly three metres away, so therefore we can't give it. But now, actually, with VAR, they could bring that law That's in. That's what I mean, do if, it? Because actually you can measure the distance now, so if they wanted to, they obviously could bring that in, but they won't because, again, if they don't give something and VAR doesn't check it, it would be a slag in them off again. So, But if Chamberlain hits that ball, and for, for example, it hits Manny in the hand and then Manny scores, uh, then it's handball. It's, it's handball, hand yeah. it's not if it's a defender. Yeah. But it is, if it's a defender, they got it wrong. And I think... I think <laughs> Why? But, they got but it wrong, the, no, the, the new law is the attacker, and that's that's where it's a load of bollocks, because, as you say, it's like, why, why is that the case? I didn't think it was a penalty, purely based on the distance. But again, I... Obviously, I'm a Liverpool fan, so I wanted I wanted it to be given. But again, if if it's it was a Liverpool though, game, it? I'd be saying, oh, it, it's unnatural. Mm-hmm. I, I could see why it's given. Mm-hmm. But then I, I think it's one of them where it's 50-50 because you look at the distance, you look at how Oxlade-Chamberlain's hit it, and as, as you said, you can see why it, it's not given. But at the same time, it's consistently inconsistent, isn't it? And if that happened in seven aside, it hit me, it hit me hand, I'd be like, yeah, it's a pen there. Mm-hmm. I'm being serious. I'd be like, I've just blocked the goal. Yeah. Obviously, it's Premier League. It's different. You're not going to own up to Is it. Your seven aside, not the standards of Premier League. No, I mean, we we no. But then, if you look at the one Everton didn't get yesterday, yeah. I mean, that was clear. That was the worst one yeah. of the weekend. And yeah. again, to talk about the screens, mm-hmm. that was one where for me, Matt Acton looks yeah. at that, he gives that yeah, penalty. 100%. So why isn't he looking at that one? That was the that was the worst one because of the Because he's a prick, Ben. That's why <laughs> he's not being told. <laughs> okay, I'm sick of it. <laughs> I'm sick of it. <laughs> um, a final thing before we wrap up, regardless of the City result, that's a massive three points going into the City game and to, be, and to be six points clear, Ben. Yeah, um, again, as, as I said before, you know, I was just starting to justify a four-point gap. Oh, a four-point gap's healthy, you know, yeah, yeah, that's fine. You know, we, we beat them at seven points and, you know, we can do that. No, 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 not, not for these Reds. Not for these Reds. They are just so... 
again, and we I feel like I say this every single game. We just found another way to win. Like I, I keep I keep thinking we're gonna run out and we don't. We just keep keep on winning. And actually, to be honest, this was the first weekend where I was convinced that we were going to get something out of the game. You know, you were saying before, oh, maybe this is the one we lose. I, I, I said, no, I didn't think we were going to lose the game. Man United was the one where hmm. I think around 83 minutes, I, I went, I can't believe we're going to lose this because we just had so much of the ball. But this week, I was like, nah, I feel like it's only a matter of time. I, I messaged me, mate. I was saying, no, this does genuinely feel like we're going to, we're going to break through here. But yeah, going into that game, what a boost for the squad. Hmm. Again, you know, another one going into that city game. We should do the we should do the job tomorrow night. You know, trying to take that game out of the equation tomorrow just for a second. They've got back into the dressing room there. They'll have been absolutely buzzing because they'll have seen in the lot. Obviously, the city have done it as well. And look, you know, there's there's all kind of mind games going on at the moment with with Guardiola and the way he's talking about Liverpool and all that. They'll be the the lads will be absolutely delighted with the way that they're winding other people up at the moment. Van Dijk's coming over and he's doing all of this. They they know how good they are. And to get another late win like that, they'll go into next weekend absolutely bouncing. And Anfield's going to be unbelievable. Yeah. The one one player that we haven't haven't mentioned. Who I don't think had a great game, but he actually wins the game for us by stepping up his Sadio Mane, Tom. Absolutely incredible. Again, just to obviously get the assist for Robbo. Uh, and what a, a goal. Yeah. What a header. How does he get that in? Uh, and he gets kicked in the face as well while he yeah. does it. He, but we were talking upstairs before. So that short corner, which I know is a lot of frustrating for a lot of people, the fact that we always hit the first man. We've seen signs of aiming for that first person. It's normally Mane. We do on, it all on the time. That, on the front post. And Mane, there's times when he flicks it on. I remember... It was a few seasons ago in the Champions League group stages when we just kept doing it. Just kept flicking the ball on. And, and I think, or, or maybe we flicked the ball on and Mane scored like a, a, a header that he curved and stuff. But the, on, on Mane, I think he's a special player. He really is because he, he's the one who scores early goals for us. He gets goals. He's, he's the one who's creating all the goals this season. But I, I, I remember I was looking into it because he did it last season and he's been doing it this season. It's that first goal. It's opening teams up. You get that first goal. It, 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 that's when the teams have to come out and that's when Liverpool are so good and um, we've been conceding early goals recently so we haven't seen too much of it but that's what Liverpool do we score an early goal they come out and we score more and Sadio Mane is integral to that because he's the one who kicks it off he's the one who creates stuff constantly he's the one who's who, who's diving yeah he's diving to get us opportunities think about Leicester think about the tenacity to, to get in there and, and to get his body put it on the line put his body on the line again by getting kicked in the head but he, but he, but he wills that ball in and not many players score that goal. That's a fantastic header. That one of the best. Like I remember Louis Garcia scoring one back in the day where he like flicks it from the edge of the box. It's comparable to that. I know it's not as good as that, but I I enjoyed it just as much as that one. My my mate's a City fan and he thinks Mane should win the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, yeah. He, I I mean he's just fantastic and he. You mentioned special players. We've got a team full of special players at the minute, but it's like you say, Mane's always the one to pop up. He's he's always that one that you can rely on every week. Ben said it earlier as well, and uh, he's just he stepped his game up so much. I think when Salah first came and he was scoring all them goals, breaking records, people were quick to criticise Mane and and all sorts. But I think then Mane looked looked stepped his game up, and since then he's not looked back, and he's he's just absolutely phenomenal. And you know what? I think no one would be able to complain if, if Mane wins Ballon d'Or because... Oh, it's Virgil van Dijk, mate. I think Virgil van Dijk then where ev every, uh, You could have five or six players in our team that win the Ballon d'Or without fucking good. Yeah. It's, it's one of them mm. things. And I mean, at the minute, probably Mane, yeah. But <laughs> it's like you say, any, any of our team could. 
What a lovely position to yeah. be in, isn't it? Yeah. Problem to have players who speed the ball. Yeah. I haven't been disappointed from watching Liverpool for so long, mm. and and f- my mood is so linked to football. I know. If yeah, Liverpool mad, lose, it? I'm gutted yeah. until the next game. Like there's no weekend, doesn't it? No, it yeah. doesn't. No, it affects my whole outlook on life, and I am so happy right now. And literally, I find myself smiling. Does that not at make moment. it worse when if we eventually do lose a game? You just but then I'll know that we'll just start that's winning the price again. You pay. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, That's just the not, thing. I'll just not talk to you that day. Well, we could no, genuinely don't. I'll, I'll be, <laughs> I'll be fuming if we lose it. If we lose against Genk, lose against City, any games in the future, I'll be gutted. But I'll also know that we can turn it on and we can just come back. And and the the feeling that is around this football club right now is one of the best I've ever felt in my life. There's literally nothing bad that can be said at the moment. And I, I like I said, I just find myself smiling. When you're talking about the game, I'm, I'm I'm smiling about VAR being shit because I know it doesn't matter because we're that good. I'm smiling when you're talking about how, how, how the mentality. I, mm. I I just find myself beaming. I'm in the car and I'm just like, ha, oh, Liverpool are good, aren't we? I, I it, it's it's honestly fantastic. Good job you don't support Everton, isn't it? Oh, oh fucking. Uh, speaking of, of fixtures across the weekend, we'll, we'll do more in depth on the Rally League podcast, which, which will be up mm. on the website uh, tomorrow tomorrow morning. Um, City 1 2 1, I've already mentioned. Arsenal Wolves 1 uh, 1. Um, mm. I don't think that's a surprise to anyone at this point of the season, is it? No, it's mad. Arsenal are a bit up and down, or, or very up and down, obviously, because you know, we've had the discussion. They're, they're fifth, but I can't really remember the last time they, they won. Um, so I don't know do the rest of the league that bad <laughs> or you know, you know Tottenham Tottenham and Everton are way off Man United are way off as well um, you've not got Man United in there but they lost yeah. again everybody hey. um, so you know it's a mad <laughs> league at the because moment they're yeah, not even, they lost to Bournemouth <laughs> they're not even rivals they're not yeah. even, that's why uh, Chelsea beat Watford 2-1 yeah. the other one that's not on there again which we'll go in depth on around the league is Leicester mm. one again like Leicester yeah. Leicester, Brendan Rodgers creeping up there they've got a great side, side. yeah um, Wicked, thank you very much for joining me, Ben, Tom and Jack. Uh, that's been the final word for Aston Villa, uh, Aston Villa 1, Liverpool 2. Uh, we'll be back for the build-up for the Genk game, which is a quick turnaround as we play tomorrow night. Don't forget to go and check out The Athletic, www.theathletic.co.uk forward slash RedmenTV to get your 50% of your yearly subscription and a 30-day free trial. And we'll see you soon. That's right.